Hi, and welcome to Marketing Talks. Today's guest is Ryan Quindlin, who is the client video strategist for Laudable. Ryan has significant experience in the field of video production and content creation. Today, we'll be exploring the misconceptions when it comes to creating video content, what a video content strategy actually looks like, and what the future holds for video content. Stick around to the end for three actionable video content strategies that are so simple and cheap to implement, you'll wonder why you're not already using them. All right, let's go. Welcome, Ryan. Thanks uh, for joining Marketing Talks. Thank you, Greg. I'm excited to be here. Cool. Let's jump into the question. So my first question is, can you share a quick overview of your background in content strategy and what Laudable does? Sure, sure. So I, I have a kind of a, a unique background, sort of twofold. One, in, in agency and creative content campaigns, and two, in traditional video production. I've worked on some big Fortune 500 style campaigns. I managed companies like PepsiCo and, and FedEx and AT&T as clients and, and helped them do some, not, not just uh, B2C, but also some B2B marketing, some employee engagement. And then I started to really kind of double down on the video production side. I did a lot of travel production. I was traveling mm. a lot around Central uh, America and wow. uh, in, the, in the Caribbean and shooting some uh, travel and tourism stuff there. And then come COVID, it was time for a pivot, I think, as, as many people were looking for. And I ended up getting paired with Laudable, and it's, it's been an awesome, uh, an awesome fit since. And Laudable is, is kind of a unique combination of my skill set because we bring... Yeah. The video production remotely while also applying the creative content side of things and, and helping people apply a strategy and really execute this stuff out of the wild. Okay, so if, if you were to explain to someone what Laudable is, in a, how would you describe it? Sure. So Laudable is an awesome remote video solution. We're out to, to kill, kill the Zoom call, right? Or at least the recorded okay. Zoom call, I like and to say. And this session is recorded through Laudable, actually. So this is a, the first time Marketing Talks is using this. So it's a nice little experiment here. Yeah, and this is actually my first time really being on the on the other side of the camera, not doing testing, but but right. actually in live. So so that's exciting. And so so Laudable has an incredible tech platform that allows us to use your phone's native camera, whether it's 4K or 1080p, to record in, in, in high quality natively while you're able to, to converse live during your interview. And this creates a really great experience, a really high quality experience that's much better than what you would typically see on a recorded Zoom call, which often has latency issues, audio lag, video lag, and just overall the quality is much lower. And so yeah. what we do is we ship out a tripod and a ring light, which I have right in front of me. And we have our, our custom laudable kits and we, we send those out. We boost the overall production value. And then remotely, I work with people to direct and interview them to bring out the best customer story. And we work okay. with organizations to tell customer stories, testimonials. And, and we're also starting to explore a new side of our business, which is really focused on culture, recruitment, and social proof. Right. That's very interesting. And, and I've not heard the whole model of, or the, actually thought of the, sending the a package out for the, the video production so that sounds like a quite a unique differentiation point for you guys yeah it's it's kind of it's it's part of our secret sauce right and mm. part of part of what makes our our solution so special is that it, it really can work for anyone right anyone that we can get mm. a kit to and and who can download the app is is all set 
and and so the one thing that we can control though is is everybody's environment and we, we there's no way to really make that uniform right everybody's working from home everyone's working remotely and so everyone's in their own space right. their own situation and so shipping out a kit with a with a light that we're familiar with with a tripod that we're familiar with allows us to sort of add that uniform production style and, and have some processes and, and kind of create that consistent quality we're looking for yeah right so and so is it laudable.com get laudable.com yeah. get laudable.com okay that's mm -hmm. good to know um yeah. right, well, let, uh, i want to ask you a little bit more about the content strategy side of things because sure. that's where you're specialized in so uh, tell me what makes having a content strategy that includes videos so important to brands these days it's a great question i mean i would go as far as to say that video is is pretty much an, an essential a must-have nowadays and I, I i think it's a lot of people are a lot of people are intimidated when it comes to video just because it feels like something that I don't know can look like a mountain in front of some people when when in reality people can take you know some small steps and and do things in in sort of a, a smaller scale that can really push their content forward and and something that we try to do at Laudable is is show you that with with just an idea and with just someone you want to get on camera and some some talking points you can create some really really brilliant content around that and so when, when, when a company's thinking about their content strategy, especially when they're trying to put someone's voice on camera or just to have someone vouch for them that's not just themselves or, or their, their copy on their website, it's, it's really yeah. important to get these authentic stories on, on camera and to get, get people actually speaking about their experience, whether it's a customer, whether it's an employee, because people have become really, really savvy to types of marketing in general. And so people people like personal recommendations. Yeah. I I like huge. to buy I like to buy things based on what my friends have purchased, right? And what my family has purchased. Yeah. And, and that kind of extends to online a little bit. I'd much rather hear somebody say something with their their own words and talk about their own experiences than read a five-star review. And I think that's just where yeah. the internet is is moving in general. And so I think people need to shift their mindset from these large budget, huge production videos to what can we do small scale to start pushing the needle? Right. Yeah. And what are some of the misconceptions brands have around creating video content? I think number one is that it has to go viral, right? I think, I think people become very focused on views and click-throughs and, and metrics. A lot of these quantifiable things that are obviously crucial, right? Especially when you're using these in a paid campaign. But I think where where people maybe don't spend enough time and consideration is is thinking about video in terms of, of sales outreach, right? And in, in terms of a one-to-one a -one connection, in terms of using using video to target a small number of people instead of just mm -hmm. a, a wide range. And and we, we work with a lot of really great companies who who d work with us to develop videos that they that they use in prospecting, right? Or, or mm -hmm. they, they have all different kinds of creative uses that aren't just built around, let's try to get 2 million views on YouTube. Now, we certainly love to do that as well, and there's certainly that its own metric, but I think people yeah. need to need to think, instead of thinking, oh, we need to create video, so let's create video, start with the need, right? What is the actual need that we have? What is the, the point that we're trying to reach, right? Whether it's social proof, whether it's increased prospects, pushing them through the funnel, and how can we get there, and, and what role can video play in that? Yeah, that's really interesting, and I think this goes into my next question that you've just touched on this, is what does a video content strategy actually look like? It's a great question, right? 
And, and the answer is it can take many, many forms. I like I always like to play a little fast and loose with my strategy. There's an advantage to being a small and nimble company where you don't have to lock in your content calendar six months in advance and it allows you to react to things and, and be nimble. For, for example, I, I made a great video a month or two ago when, when Lifetime and KFC came out with that uh, recipe for seduction. I don't know if you remember this. It was a, a Colonel Sanders origin movie on the Lifetime channel. Like, that, wow, that's such okay. a fun branded content piece. So we created content around that. That wasn't something that we had originally planned to do, but we build in a certain amount of resources into our day-to-day to allow for those types of reactions, to allow to build in nimble content that reacts to things that are going on online. And so that's yeah. a great way to, to remain relevant. And another, another thing that we've started doing that I think more brands should be taking advantage of is just interviewing people, just getting people on camera, just talking to them the way that we're doing right now and turning that into yeah. content, right? And not only yeah. does that create a great opportunity for content, video content, print content or blogs, but it also allows you to make that connection and, and even potentially use that as prospecting. Yeah. Do you find that companies find it challenging to find people willing enough to be on camera? You'd think so, but not anymore. And I think that's one of the silver linings of, of this era that we're going through right now, where whether people like it or not, they're on camera all the time. And I think we're all used to it to a certain extent. And I think that has prepared people and, and broken down the walls to a certain extent that they're a lot more open to a solution like this. Yeah. And for companies that might be a little bit maybe intimidated to reach out to customers or like unsure of the best approach, do you provide any recommendations or do you have any solutions on challenging that? Yeah, it can be a little intimidating, right? Let's use customer testimonials as an example, right? We have this amazing yeah. product and I have this great relationship with a client. I want to ask them to take an hour out of their day or half hour out of their day and get on camera and tell me how great I am, it, it can be a yeah. little intimidating, right? I can understand that. Yeah. And and so where Laudable comes in is we have a really great process for this that's really streamlined and, and we do everything that we can to make that person comfortable. But I also think there's a there's a certain part of it that you can incentivize, right? Something that we've done in the past is is providing them with a version of that content branded for their own company. Or there's also a, a psychological concept where asking for help and, and asking to collaborate can really build a positive relationship. It tends to leave a pleasant taste in the other person's mouth when, when you're asking them to share their opinion to help you. And, and mm -hmm. in a relationship where you're mostly providing the value, asking the cu customer to also provide a little value can actually build some depth into that relationship that I think some people don't really consider. So we rarely see companies have a hard time getting their customers on camera. In fact, oftentimes they're, they're really excited about the opportunity. Yeah, I've actually found myself with, with the business I'm in, I've come across the misconception that asking customers for their feedback, whether it's a, a testimonial or a survey, for example, I was expecting to have low results, but I'm seeing the opposite. A lot of people are actually willing to provide the feedback because they feel like they want to be heard in some way. And I think it's just a win-win on both sides. You get such valuable insights for the company, but also I think it makes the customers feel like they are part of something and they're not being just left alone or they're just not, not just a number, I suppose. Right. And it's, yeah. it's an extension of that relationship, right? It's, it's you saying, hey, look, we, we value your opinion enough that, that we want to put it on video and we want to put it on our, our front page, right? Or we want to put it on our LinkedIn. 
And, right. and that that creates some value in, in, in your client's eyes, in your customer's eyes. And moving away from, from client testimonials, if say you're even putting your own employees or you know, your leadership on camera to talk about recruitment efforts or culture, diversity, or, or just talking about the mission at your company, right? The, the move mm-hmm. you're making going forward. So there's just just getting getting people on camera to tell that authentic story. It always has this impact, right? Having people having people be scripted, having people be a little stodgy, and and so people people when they when they do the outreach, right? It's it kind of is an extension of your relationship with with the customer. If if you have a very buttoned up relationship, maybe that's what you'll end up getting in the interview. But the if you have this sort of personal connection, why not try to capture that on video? That's true. Yeah, it has so much power. I think if I think about when people do research these days on a particular product or something like that, reviews are so critical in that decision. But also video reviews. Like I think it's one thing just to read a review, which is good, and seeing the pros and cons, but actually seeing someone actually providing a face-to-face review makes it feel a lot more authentic, I think. So I think it's a it's a really unique strategy. I think more businesses should be taking on board. Right. And pardon my French, but we all have pretty good bullshit detectors nowadays, right? On the internet. That's true. We're all, we're all pretty keen to this kind of stuff. We were, we've all been kind of trained to see target marketing and Mm -hmm. we're all starting to catch up on content marketing too. And so finding creative ways to market to people in, in ways that, that they want to be marketed to and that they're really open to is really the future. And so people... People will believe somebody on camera talking about their experience if they sound genuine. You can't get that context from a written review. That is true. Very true. Yeah, the number of Amazon reviews I've seen that I just, I'm like, that nah, looks like it's been paid for, you know. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly, right? And it's, I mean, even case studies or copy on your website, like, it's your word against the competitions, right? And if you can get your customer on camera and they have experience with your competition and they can outline, hey, look, before this company, we were having a lot of issues with customer service and now all those issues are solved, right? I mean, mm-hmm. that's... That's a message that people spend thousands of dollars trying to write out in a, a six-page blog post when really all it takes is one succinct soundbite on video to really have that message hit. Yeah. So what are still some of the main challenges that exist when implementing a video content strategy? I know we've covered a, cr- a couple of these already, but maybe you can summarize them. Yeah. So there are a number of different challenges. I, I think the first and foremost, right, is is establishing your goals, right? What what do you want out of the campaign? Where do you want this to end up? And again, I, I think a trap that people fall into is let's let's try to make this go viral. Let's get as many views as we can, right? But the views are all well and good if you're trying to sell iPhones. But if you're if you're trying to build a B two B business, if you, if you're trying to develop prospects and, and nurture some leads through through your funnel, it really doesn't matter how many views you're getting. What matters are 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 you reaching your targeted audience? And so first first and foremost, establish your goals. What is the purpose of the video, right? Second, yeah. figure out cost value, right? And this is this is something where I think anybody who's dabbled in video, especially in the marketing industry, can tell you video is really freaking expensive, right? And that's that's kind mm-hmm. of the origin story of Laudable is is I I've worked in video production. The amount of times I've been told that what we've budgeted for is, is way too expensive, right? And the pitch gets shot yeah. down and Angela, our CEO, right, and founder, all of her experiences have, have been very similar. And so 
we offer a cost-effective way for you to very quickly get somebody on camera. And that's what the Audible app is, is meant to do as well. Because frankly, like people just can't always afford to to schedule out a production two weeks in advance with, and book a, a makeup person and a sound guy and, and two videographers and a producer. And, yeah. and, and those shoots are amazing. They, they really are. But at the end of the day, I mean, you're capturing a lot of the same content and, and using it the same way. And so if you can cut if you can cut the initial investment by 75%, your ROI is, is going to be a lot, a, a lot more significant. So I yeah. think, I think people need to cut down how much budget they're devoting to each video and instead focus more on creating consistent content uh, or content consistently. And then right. the final challenge to video is where do you put this stuff? Right. And, and right, right now, I think the kind of the true North seems to be LinkedIn. LinkedIn really seems to be kind of running the show in terms of at least in the B2B marketing space. But, but you're also starting to see people find really, really creative ways to, to push their video content out there. And I, I think it's, it's all about, it, it all kind of comes back full circle, right? How, how are you planning on using it? What is the end goal? And which, which platforms do we really need? Because sometimes you need to have a very focused strategy instead of dividing all your time across four or five different social platforms, four of which might not have even any of the prospects you're looking for. Right. Yeah. Okay. So one of the other questions was, what do you believe when it comes to video that other producers might disagree with? It's a very good question. I think a lot of people would, would kill me for this, but I think that the, the video production industry can become so competitive that people are often trying to one-up each other based on specs and camera quality and who has the newest ultra-wide 4K. And sometimes people can really lose track of storytelling. And there's, there's something to be said for my two favorite television shows of all time are, are The Office and It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Two shows that are, are shot with in their early seasons, essentially with camcorders, and it's still brilliant, right? right? Sometimes yeah. you need to run and gun. You capture the content the way it needs to be captured, and you move on. And I think that there's a certain perfectionism that can be that can kind of run rampant in the industry. And sometimes with content, you need to say, "Great, awesome, moving on." And it's important to to create something consistent and just keep pushing things out there. Instead of becoming so obsessed with creating just one amazing, perfect video, because then the chances of, of that flopping or, or not seeing the ROI from that are, are much higher, right? Don't put all your eggs in one basket. Diversify your content portfolio is what I'm saying. Yeah, that's good advice. That's, I think there's a lot of, a lot of gems in, in what you just said there. And I think it should really help a lot of people maybe loosen up a bit and, and get started sooner. Yeah, you know, there, there are so many amazing tools out there. A video tool that I'm really crazy about is called MMHMM. And it's, it's, a, it's a really cool video presentation tool where it allows you to put these custom slides behind you, kind of like uh, The Daily Show or Last Week Tonight. And it records live and you just record yourself. You can, you can do it live via Zoom or you can just record yourself. And it's kind of the perfect way where if I have something that I want to talk about or yeah. a video or something or that I want to reference, but I don't have the time to edit something together, I just hit record. I just click on a couple images, a couple slides, and then boom, I post it on LinkedIn and I'm done. And wow. we're a video production company, right? We, we work with amazing animators and color correctors and all these incredible storytellers. But sometimes you just need to 
hit export and put it up on LinkedIn. And I think that's, that's a a message that a lot of people haven't quite heard yet. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So for the listeners, can you outline a few actionable video content strategies that are so simple and cheap to implement? Our listeners will wonder why they're not already doing it. Great, great, great. Number one, get people on camera, right? No matter how you can do it. We're, we're out to kill the recorded Zoom call, but at least that's video content. At least that's something. Start small. Find find the smallest step that you can take towards developing consistent video content. And that, if that's just recording your Zoom call, awesome. But there are incredible tools out there to, to very, you know, simply and, and to kind of streamline that quality, right? Laudable being the best of the bunch. And there are there are lots of really cost-effective ways to to kind of to create that content quickly. Mm-hmm. So I would say recording conversations, right? Don't think about it just as your traditional Zoom call. Think about it as as recording something kind of one-on-one, right? And and something kind of fun and, and unique. And and it doesn't always have to be really marketing or, or technical or jargon driven. Sometimes you want to get somebody on camera and ask them the funniest work from home experience they've had in the past year, right? Sometimes people right. can really connect with that kind of stuff. Yeah. Number two, and, and this, this is speaking to general content creators and more towards larger B2B organizations, but get your people on camera. This is something that people just aren't taking advantage of. Your people know your mission and your company better than anyone else, right? Sometimes people spend all this time and effort trying to force these messages into their customers' mouths when their employees already know them by heart. And, And sometimes putting your team on camera and having a prospect see the authenticity and the passion of the project manager that could be managing their case, that goes a long way, right? And, and that, that, can, that can send a message prior to onboarding, prior to getting that SOW signed that can really take you across the finish line. So I'm really all about storytelling, really all about capturing conversations and, and flipping the traditional interview on its head a little bit. Adding that we're, we're past the day of, of wearing a suit and tie, right? At least I like to think that I am. We're, we're all working from home remotely, right? So we don't need our Zoom calls and our video content to be buttoned up anymore either. Right. Yeah. Well, good good advice there, Ryan. Thank you very much. And and I've got one more question before sure. we finish up. Of course. So what do you think is the future of video content and how do you think it will evolve? Well, I, I think we're starting to see it. I think the, the example, right, of a recipe for seduction, that Lifetime movie that they did about Colonel Sanders with KFC, these, these yeah. content collaborations, right? These branded content where it's it's not it's not necessarily a direct line or a straight line from content to sales right it's it's more about kind of establishing this this creative aura around your brand and, and sort of building that expertise and and so i think we're going to start to see a lot more a lot more content branded that maybe we wouldn't expect and it, okay. it might sound a little dystopian but i wouldn't be surprised if we start to see maybe the next big netflix show sponsored by mcdonald's you're right. already starting to see nba teams and soon nfl teams are putting StubHub and at&t on their jerseys i think that these things will naturally start to extend to video as well and i think you'll start to see influencers partner with big brands to create more content series I think you'll see yeah. network TV partner with huge, large brands to create content. And I genuinely wouldn't be surprised if you start to see even more of these giant companies start to launch their own streaming platforms. I mean, you see 
You've got Paramount Plus, you have Peacock, and it's not slowing down. So I I think you could even start to potentially see big companies like like a McDonald's, right? Like a like a GE. These companies could eventually double down on content and even try and get into that space themselves. So I think I think the content lines are gonna continue to blur and we're we're gonna be redefining like what exactly a content creator is pretty soon. Yeah. Well, I mean, just paint, trying to paint that picture and visualize what the future is going to look like with that in mind, man. It's, I mean, I think for me personally, obviously there's going to be so much more entertainment at our fingertips. But also, I think for me, it also raises a lot of privacy questions. Like, why are they doing this? Is it to collect more data just like Facebook? And how are they going to mine all this sort of stuff? But it's a fascinating space to, to look into. And yeah, I really appreciate uh, you coming on the show today and and giving us your insights and and hopefully this helps a lot of people who end up watching this or listening to the podcast yeah of course but just to kind of round out what we're saying i think what we're what we're seeing is a lot of brands are trying to copy this a lot of people call it the the brand whisperer effect right they're trying to copy this influence that we see people like um kylie jenner and travis scott have but travis scott in particular right i mean look at what he's able to do with Nike, with McDonald's, the, the way he's able to turn these companies and these products like into a cultural phenomenon, not because of what the product is, but because of the marketing and because the content he makes around it, right? Dropping his McDonald's collaboration into the game Fortnite. That, that's what I'm talking about when I say the content line yeah. starting to blur, promoting music and a happy meal through a video game at the same time. That's brand whispering. And that's how you not only build a brand, but you build a phenomenon. And, and all these other companies are desperately trying to chase that, that Travis Scott yeah. effect. And I think it's going to have a lot of interesting ramifications over these next couple of years. Yeah, of course. Wow, that's fascinating. Yeah, thank you so much. And I guess for the people watching or listening, how do they find more information about you and Laudable? Sure, yeah. So go ahead and go to uh, www.getlaudable.com. Uh, and I would definitely encourage all content creators, video makers, podcasters like yourself, please go and try out the free Laudable beta right now. It's an incredible, incredibly powerful piece of technology that will immediately quadruple the quality of anything that you're creating right now. So please give it a go and feel free to reach out if you have any questions. Great. Thank you so much, Ryan. Of course. Thank you, Greg. This was fun. Cheers. All right. Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Marketing Talks. If you enjoyed the show, please give it a like and hit subscribe for more content just like this. Drop a comment below and let me know what you learned from today's episode. And until next time, have a good one.